0: Hi, and welcome to Talking Wealth. I'm David Harvey, Senior Investment Analyst at Wealth Within. I confess to have been a little confused last Thursday when I heard on the news that the Australian stock market had broken through the psychological 6,000 point barrier. I thought it hadn't, but on the news it said it had. And so I thought, oh well, when I get to work next day, I'll uh, check it out. So anyway, looking at the charts, I found that um, where the all ordinaries had not gone through the uh, 6,000 barrier, the XJO, which is a very uh, close by index, had in fact gone through the 6,000 barrier. And uh, it made me reflect on how confusing it must be sometimes for the general public uh, because of the pronouncements that are made from the media as as you guys have a very different source of information than, than we do because we're working with it every day. and That made me think of a couple of recent examples. I mean just this one now we're talking about with the All Ords and the XJO. And I might just explain for you the difference between the two and what you'll find is that the All Ords is the historic index for the Aussie market and that's gone back years and years and takes account about the top 500 stocks in the Australian market. And so what we do is that if we're looking to see how the market's tracking now, we can actually go back and see how that compares with how it might have operated in the 1980s or 1970s. Whereas with the XJO, it's a, it's a relatively recent index, and this has been introduced by the institutions so that they can actually do their own benchmarking between themselves. And this, in fact, just has the top 200 stocks. So I hope that that sort of helps clear that up, but we would tend to use the all odds because that's got more history associated with it. Another example that's probably close to a lot of people's hearts is the the recent T3 float with Telstra. And that is that uh, if you were reading the media and you weren't reading necessarily the documents, you'd be getting the impression that uh, when the dividend came out that you'd be getting a 13% dividend. And this is very, very attractive. And this is one of the reasons why people were being encouraged to invest in Telstra. But what they didn't do was actually, and and in fact, with this sort of information, it's never wrong. But the thing is that sometimes it can be a little bit misleading. Because the dividend that they were talking about was actually calculated on the price of the first instalment. It wasn't calculated on the amount that you have to pay as your second instalment to give you the full face value of Telstra. So we're thirteen percent would relate to the uh, first installment maybe it might come back to the average for Telstra which is 6.4. But you know this is uh, the way that sometimes the media talks and therefore um, it sometimes is very difficult for the mums and dads to be able to work out exactly what's happening. But with Telstra the dividend was paid yesterday and therefore I'd expect now that um, the profit takers will start to move in and start selling the stock down uh, to avoid paying the second payment on the stock. And so therefore I think that uh, over the coming months, month or so, that uh, Telstra will probably pull back in price. Therefore I think um, this sort of throws out that there's always the need to ask questions of someone who has the knowledge and who you can trust to give you straight advice. Because sometimes, you know, that uh, if you're talking to a broker, he might have a particular bias and maybe this might not be the, the right source for you. Anyway, I thought that would be just something for you to think about. I hope you have a great week. Uh, This is David Harvey signing off from Talking Wealth and look forward to talking to you next time. Catch you later. Bye.